0: You're listening to Unshakable Minds. We're your hosts, Shelly DeLoyer and Kelsey Van Roon. We believe that your personal growth is the key to unlocking greater
1: results, fulfillment, and impact in your business because you can achieve any goal with an unshakable mind.
0: So we're going to continue the conversation from the previous episode all about your ego and how our ego gets in the way, especially in the messy middle of our goals gets in the way um, of us achieving what it is we're setting out to achieve and how that, that ego is really just doing its job. It's doing its, what it's here to do, but how you can also override it.
1: Yeah. What's ego to you? So I
0: think of us, us, all of us human beings as having these two aspects of ourselves, There's the human side of us and there's the spiritual side of us. And I love to play in the integration of the two, which is like, where does the human and the spiritual meet? And I find that when anyone is having a hard time growing, evolving, achieving their goals, it's either a problem more in the human side of things or a problem more in the spiritual side of things. Mm -hmm. So for example, Someone who knows who they are, they feel like a sense of purpose, they have a strong sense of identity, they are doing the spiritual work to know, you know, I have a purpose here to fulfill, everything is happening for me, I'm here for a reason, but they're not actually taking the action towards it. That's the human problem getting in the way. Right. Right? They've got the spiritual awareness, the spiritual answers, the clarity, but they're not taking action to bring it into life, to bring it into earth, basically. Yeah. So that's the human side getting in the way. On the other hand, we have people who take lots of action. They're doing, doing, doing. They think they're doing everything they could be doing or should be doing, but it's just not working. And that's where we've got to look at the more spiritual side of things, of who are you being? What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What direction are you going in? What are you meant to learn from this situation? Mm-hmm. The human is doing everything the human can do, but the spiritual side is where the growth needs to happen next. Mm-hmm. Right? So I look at these two aspects of ourselves as being very similar to ego and your higher self as well. Yeah. Right. And the ego is the human piece of us that is feeling very human emotions that is potentially stuck in fear, in fear of judgment, in fear of failure, in comparison, who wants to be right. Mm And then the spiritual side of us is more focused on the being energy. Who am I being? Um, What is my potential? How much more is there out there tapping into my purpose? And we need both of these. Mm -hmm. There's not one that's more right or wrong than the other or better or more important than the other. We need to integrate both the human and the spiritual, the ego and the higher self. They
1: both serve a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, so ego is there to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So has its functions that we need, that our human needs, but also our spiritual energetic side can overcome. And I've heard before and I believe that there are really only two emotions Mm -hmm. and love. Yeah. And Every single other emotion is just an iteration of either fear or love. Right. And really when you break down, you know, anything, right? Like you can either know that that feeling or action is either coming from love or it's coming from fear. Yeah. And what used to kind of confuse me before was I didn't make sense of my fear. I couldn't like, it, it wasn't logical to me <laughs> of what exactly I was afraid of yep. until I gave myself like questions to ask myself when mm-hmm. I don't feel love, when I know that my energy and my thoughts aren't loving, successful, right? Success is just an iteration of love, right? when all of that isn't um feeling like love then what fear do i need to address mm. and it was in high performance coaching where we broke down like fear basically comes down to three different mm-hmm. fear thoughts and fear is all just an avoidance of pain. We're trying to avoid pain in some way, yeah. And if we can figure out what kind of pain we're avoiding, then we can reframe our thoughts unless it's like a real fear. like, I'm going to jump off a cliff with no parachute. Well, like that's real, right? Yeah, you know, but um, if it's a fear about a goal that we've set,.
0: Mm-hmm. Then
1: we can start to reframe our thoughts around that fear. Yeah. And so the three things, the three types of pain that we're avoiding is process pain, outcome pain and loss pain. Okay. And so loss pain is like, I'm fearing that I'm going to lose something. Mm -hmm. I could lose friends. I could lose money. It's too much of a risk. Reputation reputation, right? Outcome pain is an interesting one. And outcome pain is I fear that I could put in all this hard work and it won't actually be as great as I think it will be. Mm -hmm. The grass actually won't be greener on the other side. right? And then process pain is I fear that by taking action and doing all these things, moving towards my goal, it's actually going to cause me too many hardships along the way. Mm -hmm. And once I was able to kind of like break down every time I thought, well, if I'm not feeling love, I'm, I'm in fear. Right. Every single time I've been able to kind of categorize, is it process pain, loss pain or outcome pain? Wow. I love that. Every single time.
0: It's making me think of why should people care about being in a state of love versus fear? I'm reading the Celestine Prophecy, which I'm so obsessed with. I'm so obsessed. All I want in my life right now is for everybody to leave me alone
1: so I can read my book
0: all day long. And I'm almost done. And I want to go back and reread it. And I want to have a book club and a book study about it. And I want everybody to read this book. It is my new favorite Um, and they talk about being able to see beauty in everything around you Mm. and being able to tap into that beauty, but you have to be present and actually notice the beauty in what's around you. Yeah. And I think in our world or our, especially our corner of the world, we're so obsessed with moving so fast, got so much to do, got to get it all done. Looking at, at fear, looking at what if people don't approve? What if my reputation's not strong enough? What if this doesn't work? What if I'm a failure? What will people think? Blah, 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 blah. That we're not present to actually look around and notice the beauty around us. Yeah. So I've really started playing with this le- the past few days of just sitting and looking and noticing. Mm-hmm. And I'll do this. There's this view from the balcony in the, the condo we're staying in right now, that if I'm sitting in the right spot, I can see the mountains, the clouds, and a little piece of the ocean beside it. And it's just like, oh, take a moment to take all that in and notice it. Yeah. And see it. And I've been doing the same thing with people. Like what happens when I just notice the beauty in the people that I'm looking at. Yeah. And it feels so good and I feel it and then they feel it. Yeah. And when I, th- I think about that, it's like being in that state of love brings more love, creates yeah. more of the things that I love, creates more situations that I want to be in. Yeah. When I'm in a state of fear, whether it's, whatever type of pain it's linked to. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm worried about all the things that could go wrong. I'm stressing out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm full of doubt. And then that creates more of those situations. Now I have more to stress about. Now I have more to question. Now I have more to doubt. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So if everything comes down to fear or love, the more you choose love, the more love you experience. It's like completely life-changing.
1: Yeah. Mm Hmm. I think that's also just another good, like, add on to the messy middle, right? Like, what do you do with the messy middle? Find the love, find, find what's beauty love. in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, sometimes it's as simple as staring at a tree. Yeah. And just noticing how incredible, how beautiful this tree is. And all of a sudden, the colors are more vibrant. You notice how the leaves twinkle in the sunlight Mm. or dance in the wind? Whatever it is, and it's just like, I have never actually seen this tree before, seen it in this way.
1: In this way, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when you can transfer that to when you can transfer that to the fears. Mm-hmm. It might sound totally off-topic, but Shelly, you're you're used to <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit holes. I love the rabbit holes. Recently, somebody asked me, you know, how did you and Chris make it work? Hmm. <laughs> you know, because I feel like every relationship or every marriage has this turning point where you know things are dark and gloomy, and it's either not going to work or it is going to work. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of taken aback by the question, because I was like, how did we make it work? And we know that the first thing that comes to mind is usually, you know, what it is, right? What like,
0: you know, mm-hmm. you know what
1: I'm saying? Like the first thing, you know, Yeah, happens. your first instinct is usually correct. Exactly. That's, that's what I exactly what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so my first instinct was, we are able to laugh at our different levels of crazy. (laughs) The things that drive me totally nuts about Chris and the things that drive him totally nuts about me, we joke about on a regular basis. Mm. We're not so hung up on how much it drives us nuts. Mm -hmm. And instead where we actually find ways to laugh about it and to make a joke out of it. That's making me think of one of the four
0: agreements of not taking things personally. Yeah. Because you run the risk, especially like in, in marriages and in intimate relationships. I mean, whether you're married or not doesn't really matter we play our stuff out with each other, mm-hmm. right? So you attract the partner who in the beginning, you see so much beauty in. you're so excited about, you're in that honeymoon phase, everything feels so good. And then you start to play your unresolved stuff out with each other. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this person is showing you all of the things. They're like a mirror standing in front of you, right? All Showing you all of the things that you don't like about yourself or all of the things that you are questioning or the stuff that's coming up for you to work through. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, if we don't remember that, then we take it personally
1: Yeah, and make
0: it like how the other person is making you make me feel. And yeah. But when you can laugh about the things that, that are the quirks in the relationship without the other person taking it personally and they can laugh at them too, that is huge.
1: Yeah. Because it It obviously has to be like an agreement. It can't just be you making fun of the other person, right? Like you know, Chris and I have made sure that's not what's happening, right?
0: Yeah. There's a difference that in you're laughing at them and work together versus you're making fun of the person. Exactly. Yeah. That was such a different energy to it. This whole piece from the Celestine prophecy as well about seeing beauty Mm -hmm. applies so much here too, Mm -hmm. because for me, the the biggest thing that makes a relationship work is communication Mm -hmm. and from a neutral place, right? Not from a place of, I'm going to tell you all the ways that you're wrong. This is my way of communicating with you. (laughs) But from this place of um, openness and being real and authentic with each other and, and then allowing yourself to see the beauty in the other person, see their magnificence, because when you see it in them, they'll feel, they feel that from you and that feels good for everybody.
1: And I think also, you know, just like we kind of dove into relationships, but again, just like seeing that beauty, right. Being able to laugh when things aren't going as planned. And then also just taking responsibility, you know, like I, I've had to especially take a lot of responsibility. Well, if I do joke too much or at the wrong time, or, you know, just knowing when to, you know, dial it back and, and change gears from like, oh, we're not joking anymore to compassion and just being able to really see where the other person is at. And respond to, you know, the dynamic that's happening in the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This plays into so much of our talk about ego as well, because when you're operating from ego, which is like operating from fear, it shows up as a need to be right. Yeah. And a lot of the time that energy in that energy, only one person gets to win Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. for me to
0: be right. You have to be wrong. Exactly. For me to win, somebody has to lose. yeah, and nobody wants to be in that conversation, right then you're then you're in a struggle for power, a struggle to be heard. It's just butting heads, even just like talking about this. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I feel so constricted, right? It feels very restricting. Um, but when you get out of your ego and into a state of love, into a state of um, abundance, into seeing the beauty, then you can communicate from this place of I get to win and you get to win. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be right. Nobody needs to be wrong. Yeah. We're just looking for the win-win.
1: Yeah. There's, you know, there, there's, there's no one right way. And Whether or not it's business partner, romantic relationship, parents, sibling relationship, there's no one right way. No. And I will cheer you on in however you're choosing to move forward to to whatever it is, right? Right. My vision doesn't always have to, my, my vision isn't the only way. Right. My steps aren't the only way.
0: Yeah. And that is such a huge topic all on its own because one of the things I'm constantly looking out for is any either or traps where there can only be two options. It's either this or it's that. I can either be successful or fail. I can either be right or wrong. Your answer is either right or it's wrong. Anytime we're in that either or situation is like a blaring siren going off in my head
1: of like, "Whoop! you've just fallen into a trap. Yeah. yeah. You've fallen into a trap awesome. of ego and it's going to be based in a fear. So what's the fear? Mm-hmm. Process pain, outcome pain, loss pain. Yeah. And then reframe. Okay. Say, let's um,
0: unpack that reframe piece a bit more.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it, reframe is just, you were in the energy of this or that, Mm -hmm. then you identified that that is ego. Then you identified the process pain, loss came loss pain, outcome pain. And then reframing is looking at the other possibility, the possibility that is in love, not in fear.
0: Yeah. I like to think of it as like looking out through a window frame. Yeah. And you've, you've got the frame. That you're looking out through and you can only see what you can see out that window through that frame you can only see what you can see from that perspective where that frame yeah is pointing which way you can see so when you're reframing you're you're taking your window frame and you're expanding it yeah you're making it bigger you're pivoting it you're changing it you're looking out in a new direction gives you a whole new perspective
1: a lot of the time. Thoughts that serve you, right? Not thoughts that yeah. limit you or make you more fearful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anytime that you're focused on something that says I can't, or I can't because, or what if it doesn't work or any of the negative what ifs it's, that's just the frame you're looking out through
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you can change the frame, look at it from a new perspective. You're look, you're just looking at things differently for the thoughts and beliefs that support what you actually want to achieve cool yeah it reminds me so much of a conversation I had I, I think I've had this conversation multiple times but with my father in law I we talk about business and um he was he had his own business for many many years still does and a lot of the time everything in these conversations boils down to confidence
1: Mm.
0: right? For him, he can see looking at somebody who is starting a business, growing a business or growing in their career or achieving whatever goal. It's like, you just got to have the confidence. You just got to have the confidence. For me, this is all about the frame that you're looking out through. Yeah, Are you looking out through a frame that shows you here's all the reasons why this is going to work? here's how to hold the faith. Here's all the reasons why you should believe in yourself and know that you are the one who is creating this and making it happen. And you're the one because you're meant to be the one. Or are you looking out through a frame of, I can't, I shouldn't, because it won't work, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's all in the frame you're looking through.
1: We're your hosts, Shelley DeLoyer and Kelsey Van Roon. Thank you for listening to Unshakable Minds. To learn more about us and our work, head over to theunshakableminds.com. We'll see you next episode.